0: in front
1: do you ever find yourself overwhelmed by emotion yes yes it does happen
2: Welcome back to Old Fogies and Films. Each episode, the members of this panel take turns assigning a film to watch and discuss. We have Ruth, Fahad, Shelly Eric, and me, Takia. This round, I assigned the fogies to watch Tar. So, this movie was about the first accomplished female chief conductor of the Berlin Philharmonic, Lydia Tar, who gets accused of a number of things, uh, favoritism, abusive behavior, sexual sexual abuse um, within her Julia class um, over course of her time with um, the Philharmonic. And um, she, this is a pretty long movie. So I'm just, just giving a synopsis here. Um, she becomes increasingly mentally ill and deranged and um, is eventually removed from her position after, she, um, after the controversy comes to light and, and the email, all these emails come up and are erased and everything. And then she sneaks into the Philharmonic after the position goes to, her, to Elliot. She assaults him while in the middle of, of the... She sneaks in there, assaults him while he's um, conducting the orchestra. So she gets thrown out and um, kind of goes on like a, you know, trying to figure out what she wants to do next in her life. She ends up in the... Accepting a position and uh, as a video game orchestra score, wait a minute, a video game orchestra score position in the Philippines. I like the movie, really good. I did have a little trouble following a lot of it because it was, it was. I felt like there was a lot of plots going on, and I'll it'll be interested to hear what you guys had to say. I feel a little silly saying, like I feel like i was supposed to, like I understood it, but then like you have to make sure I had to really watch it to make sure you knew everything how everything was connected. If that makes sense. So okay. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> um, I thought Kate Blanchett was a great, amazing actress. Um, well, anyway, I'd like to hear what your opinions about it are and see if you guys were able to follow it through thoroughly. Um, yeah, so I will guess I'll start my queue with Fahad. Yay! He gets to go first. <laughs> Yay, Fahad! <laughs> we were talking about
0: how I think he's going to last for at least like a few in a row. Yeah, thank you, Tia. Um, <laughs> I didn't
2: realize that he'd gone last. Anyway, go ahead it's all good
3: um yeah so I feel like in order to explain my thoughts of this movie I have to split it into two parts I overall did not enjoy this movie um as that's fine in terms of following along with it and keeping my interest but on the other half when I said split into two as a film and the way it's made the way that the filmography is the way that it's directed The acting in it, I think all of that was great. It's just the story itself did not capture me for the first two hours. Like Mm -hmm. the movie was two and a half hours long and it really wasn't until the last half hour. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of enjoying it now. But unfortunately taking two hours to get to that point kind of soured my perception. And the reason being is I can see people who have maybe more of a finer palate and finer taste in things, can appreciate the movie whereas for me it's like give me scream six seven eight nine and ten and I'm happy um you know so the 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 topic you know the long interviews in the first like hour of the movie it's like interview after interview or explanation about conducting and music and classical music and all this stuff I'm not I I, I get that you know it's all amazing stuff but it's nothing of interest to me so sitting and hearing all this it didn't capture my attention. Again, it's just because that's not my wheelhouse. If it was a movie where 2 hours was literally spent of one person sitting talking about Marvel, I would be like this movie was great. Um so just the subject matter for those <laughs> for that long time, that period of like just focusing on music and her talking about it all that it didn't capture my attention. Um but I don't want that to take away from the way the movie was made. And Kate mm-hmm. Blanchett was was wonderful. Now that's the first two hours. Two out at, at the hour two, Mark. And afterwards, I was like, this is I was getting into it. I was like, this is fun. Especially the moment she walks onto the stage, like you were talking about Takia, and starts laying the beat down on Elliot. Um, I was like, okay, she has lost it. And then you're like, um, oh, what could happen after this? And I was happy. They showed us what could happen after this. I was like, okay, so she's in the Philippines and I'm kind of watching like, okay, the the room where she's meeting with the people to talk about the deal and stuff. It's not quite as glamorous as she's been used to, but, you know, she's got to start somewhere. You didn't quite know what that starting somewhere really meant yet. And then when they're like, okay, these are your people that will show you all around and everything. I was like, okay, they've got money. They hired people. That'll be her tour guide. But then she's now sitting in a bus, like an open air bus with random, you know, people of the town and stuff being wheeled around. So I was like, oh, they're not taking her around in limos like she's she's used to private jets, you know. Um, So I was like, oh, this isn't shaping up to be great. Then you show her prepping for conducting this musical thing that she's working on. You're like, okay, she's going to start over again. This is good. She walks onto the stage. She starts, you know, getting the music ramped up. These screens come down from the back, which is kind of weird, but okay. And then you realize she's conducting music, live music for a video game. And you have all the people dressed in cosplay in the audience. And you're like, oh, you know, from where she was to where she fell, it was a, and I'm not discounting people who do those types of shows at all, but what she was used to, this was quite a huge change for her. Um, Also the hotel she was staying in, Um, you know, when she went to go talk to the guy to ask where can I get a massage like she's used to five star accommodations and now you're so that last half hour to see her fall from grace and getting getting what she deserved for all of the favoritism sexual harassment, you know, putting people in the first chair that didn't deserve to be there but because she had a thing for them like all that stuff she shouldn't have been doing she's getting what you know, payback for it, basically. Um, and it was quite a fall to see, but I enjoyed that part of it because it took out the subject matter and focused on kind of like the repercussions, the story and all. Um, so I just wanted to say all of that in terms of my reaction. The other part that did capture my attention earlier on is when she was at Juilliard doing the um, class and was trying to talk to the guy. And, you know, it's that whole thing we've all talked about the artist versus the art and can you remove the art from the artist and still appreciate the art and I thought it was a very interesting way that they both kind of talked to one another and I was kind of ping-ponging back and forth in terms of I mean I agree with them. no I agree with her well I agree with them. no then I was like okay he's being a little whiny about it like you know millennial and all the snowflakey kind of stuff and you know it's you know you I, I still think I can land on, for the most part, separating the art from the artist. Um, but she might have done it in a bit more of a blunt way, but it definitely hurt his feelings. Um, but that scene, I, I enjoyed that a lot, and that was earlier on in the movie. But uh, so, unfortunately, overall, for the first two hours, couldn't get into it. Last half half hour, I enjoyed it. I will not be watching this movie again. But I could see why Kate Blanchett is nominated for best actress.
2: If I, thank you. Yeah, um, I feel that way too. I, I, I like the movie. I don't know if I would watch it again either. Like you said, it was a little, it did drag a little bit during the beginning. So I'm usually into, like, you know, I'm here I am getting five stars, for this and that. And despite good acting, yeah. I've, I don't think I would watch it again either. <laughs> just because, like you said, I think other movies will hold my interest more just, just because of this way. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I'll go next to Chalet.
1: All right, so I I agree a lot with what Fahad said. My, my exact point at two the two hour mark into the movie um, is when it got really interesting. The first two hours, I was kind of confused about where the movie was going. I didn't know, and someone who likes background, I felt like I didn't know enough. Like, oh, that's that that's her girlfriend, and that's her daughter. Like I'm trying to figure out who the characters are. Oh, that's her assistant? No, is she in love with, like, are they in a, like what's happening? It just felt like um, I didn't really know where the movie, the plot was like meandering. And then it wasn't until the last 30 minutes where I found out, I could kind of figured out, oh, this is where we're going. And I felt like they could have gotten to that last 30 minutes. Well, a lot quicker this was a very long movie but in in a more a better way <laughs> like a more um concise like where I could uh, understand what was happening um but, but I really I really liked the characters that's the thing it was uh Kate Blanchett of course she was amazing I can see why she was nominated like that she she was awesome um but the story didn't back her up, didn't back her acting up um, for me. Cause I kind of felt some parts I was thinking, is this all in her head? Like, is she in a mental institution? <laughs> like what's going on? And I kind of wanted to know, maybe they could have explained a bit more about what happened with Krista. More quickly, like maybe we could have gotten more background about that. That would have been interesting, like flashbacks to that. I, I don't know. Um, I wanted to know more about that. And then, um, Can but, I yeah, with,
3: with Krista, I actually had-, had to pause when they showed the email so I could try to read, like, yeah, read the stuff so I could really put, put it all together myself. I was like, okay, pause, rewind, pause, rewind. Right. So I could really <laughs> see what happened.
1: Uh, yeah, I wanted to know that more about that. And, um, It was just, I then I felt, I just felt like she was such a bad person. Um, So she wasn't, I wasn't rooting for her. So, um, I mean, I guess that that was the point of that, but I I just wanted to find something good to like about her something redeeming and just that she's a good conductor was not good enough. Um, Most beautiful woman she's ever seen. (laughs) <laughs> said her
2: daughter or whatever
1: that uh, yes the little yeah. girl yeah so I'm sure I have more to add but that was my that's my first impression on it
2: okay uh, I like I hit the nail on the head there shall that's that's I felt too I, I said different plots maybe that wasn't the right word but like something like it was, I, was, I was that's why I meant where what you said it was uh, where I was it was kind of hard to follow certain things like what was happening there and um, and then after everything happened with her, with, with the sexual abuse, this where it kind of made sense to me. But the stuff before that was like, well a lot of things are happening. <laughs> Where's my mind supposed to go? And I like when my movies feel like my mind is going everywhere. Like I'm trying to, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't think so hard and try to figure it all out. <laughs> like Everything everywhere out. all at once. But, happening oh, to and you. I, I don't
1: agree like that yeah, I agree with Fahad. Um, I, I did enjoy that scene at the beginning with her student, and who are they talking about? Bach.
3: Bach, oh, and yeah, like um,
1: yeah. separating the art from the artist because I think yeah. that if you are a conductor, I mean, maybe you should know a bit about Bach, despite I I too, maybe he it. a. I like
2: top. how she had, she had that low dig on him about the um. Yeah, you're getting all your info from social media. Stop, you know. Cr-
0: well, most, most of, classical, like if you're going to be a conductor, you should have an understanding of classical music, right? And I most yeah. classical music is so is old enough that you would be hard-pressed not to find... or to, Problematic
1: be aspects, to find aspects of to their, their not, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah lives.
2: Some
0: kind of an <coughs> of,
3: you know? Yeah, you still need to know about it and all, but I thought it was a very interesting commentary on what was yet to come about Tar. I, I, I agree with you, about, though,
0: that you went back and forth because he did seem whiny at one point, but he did make a point, I think, at some, at some, at some part of the conversation where he was just like, I mean, I don't think he said this explicitly, but it was basically like, well, why do I need to be a big fan of Bach and appreciate him when there are other composers that aren't problematic, who are doing like the one that he was apparently trying to conduct, which I guess was his choice to conduct. And that's why she was sort of judging him. She shouldn't have been judging him for that, though. She seemed to be really like devoted to the classics and without any interest Mm -hmm. in new stuff. Just, you know, that's her limitation. She shouldn't be blaming him (laughs) for it.
3: But that's why I was bouncing back and forth because at some point I'm like, okay, he's being too narrow minded about it, or she's being too pushy about it and not seeing his point of view. But he's also looking at, you know, it's not although understanding
0: she, that. Although she did start the conversation with, like, he's not the one who said, "I, I don't want to do box." Oh, right, right. Just she, she attacked. She kind of attacked him for what he chose to conduct. And then at that start of the conversation. So it's not like he brought it up like, oh, why are you teaching us Bach? He didn't say that. You know? No,
3: and, and she was pushing his button like she was being provocative on purpose with him. Like it, it, it was such a nice little back and forth in the beginning when he was still sitting and with the rest of the class. But she made him get up. She made him sit next to her. She then got up and in front of the class and then pointed him out. And like, so, you know, she was doing that power dynamic against him, which put him in a very uncomfortable position more so than he was already in. So she really played into it a lot. Um, but I still was bouncing back forth. But at the end, I was like, oh, you're a jerk.
0: Well, she <laughs> was a jerk. Is he perhaps too nervous of a person to be a conductor? I don't know if he's in the right career. <laughs> His leg yeah. was shaking like, oh, I know, crazy. Yeah. Like, how do you expect, yeah, if you, in 20 years, how do you expect to stand in front of like a thousand people and conduct a symphony orchestra? Yeah. Would you be just nervous?
3: But also this was Juilliard. So maybe there is that expectation of, You need to, and not you don't necessarily have to um, like all of these composers, but you need to have some level of appreciation or understanding. And maybe the way he was pushing back on it is not like this is, I mean, it's Juilliard we're speaking about, it's not just some elective class you're taking at a random college. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you for your commentary, Shelly. Let's go on to listen, listen, Linda, listen, go ahead. That's
0: me. Oh, okay, Eric. Eric. Um, I, I assume you guys know what my name is in reference to.
3: The little video on YouTube. The
2: little little boy. Linda, yeah. Linda. Well, yes,
0: but as it relates to this movie. Oh, don't know. The, the there's, little... a, there's a quick little moment when she goes to visit her childhood home where her, her brother, brother calls, calls her, her Linda. Or then he oh, says, oh, Lydia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry, Lydia. And yeah. that's when we learn that Lydia is not even her real name.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um, which I'll talk about in a minute. But the first thing I want to say is that I have to confess uh, and I'm glad that I'm not the only one. Apparently the internet is, was full of people like this, but I really thought before I watched this movie and for the first like two hours that this was a biopic about a real person. Oh,
2: so
3: I did too.
0: I had to look yeah, it up. I and it like, Why can't I find an, 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 a Wikipedia about her? Right. I looked her up, yeah. The, the point at which I knew that it couldn't be and I was a little bit shocked was when she knocks the guy off the podium at the court yeah. like, oh my gosh if that really happened then I think I would have heard about it and it would have been such a yeah um because she loses her cool and you've never you never see people like that lose their cool so so that's when I was like wait and then I looked <laughs> it up and the internet is uh it's there's articles on there that talk about how there's there's a lot of people who because it was marketed as a biopic kind of like the the way they made the trailers and stuff, it was like, this is a person that you should, we're telling a story about this person. And so, but I was a little embarrassed uh, to not really realize it until like the last part of the movie.
3: Um, You know, on that though, there is a Twitter account that's been appearing. It's called like the Real Lydia or something where it's purporting to be the actual person it's based on. And And people are questioning, is that true? I saw
0: commenters say, like reply to her, like, oh, well maybe you shouldn't be such a bitch. And (laughs) other people had to reply to them saying, She's not real. This is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I agree with everyone else. It's funny to watch this movie coming off rope because during rope, we talked about how wonderful it was that they told this tight story in 80 minutes (laughs) and that they need to make movies shorter. And then we get this two hour and 37 minute movie. (laughs) (laughs) True. And and I agree. I enjoyed every second of it, but I think all the story they tell in the first two acts, they really could have, they didn't need to spend that much time doing it. they could have tightened this up. And and I don't know if, I I guess maybe they were trying to give us the sense of that she's an established person by spending that much time in what her life has been for many years. Like, this is just normal that she's at this, so that it would be more abrupt for us and jarring with how far she falls. Because it did seem like, oh, surely no one is gonna like, look at this life. She's not gonna like lose it. Maybe she'll get a slap on the wrist or something, but she really does kind of like, lose everything and and so it's a little more shocking because you spent so much time with her living that privileged life but but i i don't know if it was really necessary to watch it cuz i did like i loved every single scene cuz Kate cuz of because of Kate Blanchett's acting yeah. so i i could watch every scene but every time a scene was happening i would listen to what they were talking about whatever the subject of the conversation was and think okay how is this going to feed into an eventual plot like and I came to the realization, like, there really was no plot until the very end. None of that, that was all just, like, establishing, uh, you know, dialogue and situations, and it, none of it was really plot. <laughs> so it, it wasn't, because, I don't know, some of the conversations, you feel like, oh, this is going to be a turning point, but then it wasn't. You're just on to the next scene where there's another conversation, which is also not a turning point, until you finally get to the crux of the matter. Um, I also thought it was weird that we that we never got to know anything about the situation with Krista and we never even got to see her. But I think that I appreciate the way they did that because that's often the case uh, when this happens to people in real life, to public figures, is we as the audience never really get to know what the true personal details were. Uh, We're just left to imagine. And I guess they, they, they sort of left it to our imagination how bad it must've been with Krista based on how bad it is what we're seeing her with uh, do with everyone else so if if with everyone else we can you know all the other conversations she's having in the movie that we see we can agree that she's a little bit of a monster sometimes and uh and and that kind of thing that with krista it must have been really bad uh so but i agree that was a little strange
1: so what do you think they were implying that happened that she I think they groomed
0: had a sexual relationship.
1: Roomed her? Like is that like she it was her student and I, they had a relationship and
3: yeah. yeah, I think she did to her what she was doing to Francesca. Francesca. Yeah. And once she was kind of done with Krista, it was kind of like, okay, I don't need you anymore, so I'm not going to do special things to get you into good positions and everything. Even and Krista... though uh even though Krista... Because
1: one of the emails <laughs> that or when they glanced over that are you kind of skimmed the emails. It was implying that she wasn't getting any, getting any auditions for the- she, well, she called
0: her, she contacted all, and she's yeah. a pretty prominent woman, so she contacted everyone she knew and said, don't hire her, so how's she gonna get a job?
3: Yes. it but probably and they, the relationship probably ended badly. Maybe Krista broke it off and Tar is getting- The
0: problem with, uh, for Krista was the same as with Francesca. They actually did earn and were capable of all the things that they should have been given, but because of the relationship that uh, Tar, like, you know, manipulated them into, they couldn't have any of it. Even, even, like, it's not like they weren't undeserving. And uh, I kind of thought that when Olga shows up on the scene, I was like, I bet she's the one who's playing violin really badly or playing cello really badly, but Tar's going to give her a job because she thinks she's cute. But it turns out she was actually really good and she did deserve her solo. And nobody, uh, even though it was a little contentious at one point, I don't think anyone in the orchestra begrudged this new girl who wasn't even part of the orchestra for getting the solo. They all agreed, like, "Oh yeah, she sounds incredible." So she deserved what she was getting, even though she kind of jumped up ahead of people simply because Tar thought she was cute. Yeah.
3: So I mean, no matter how talented they are, there's always going to be that question in people's minds: like, do they just get it because of Lydia?
1: So, so um, Lydia. sorry to interrupt, but I just speaking of Olga. When she goes to return the bear to her, what
0: happens? I... So he- here's my theory on that. I was gonna talk about that. My theory is that, because in a very circuitous way, we eventually learn that it's Fran- Francesca has, uh, that um, Olga has been in contact with Francesca for some time. Uh, and we, we don't know how they got connected like that, but they've been talking about Lydia behind her back through texts and that place that apparently Olga lived in, I don't think anyone lives there. I think Olga was having Lydia drop her off there. So Lydia wouldn't know where she actually lived. And then it was part of this um, uh, sort of trick she was playing on Lydia. I I think she was trying to, she was pretending that she was interested in her advances, but really Mm -hmm. she was leading her on to maybe get what she wanted. Who knows, but uh, you know, give her a taste of her own medicine, basically like, you know what? you know, I have something you want, but you have something I want. And I can, I can manipulate you just like you've manipulated these other young women. Uh, because I think which when, when she tries to go find her in that building, like there's nothing there. It's like, I mean, definitely Olga, I don't think lives there because she's looks too clean yeah. to, too, right. to actually live in that place. And it was kind of a big joke that Lydia actually goes down there to look around and is almost attacked by a dog and then falls and busts up her face. I mean, she, she really busted her face. her
1: face. She really did. And then she said she got attacked. <laughs>
0: She had to lie the to have to admit, I was, I went into this abandoned building because I thought, you know, my student lived there, and they were like, well, why were you, why were you uh, hosting her in your own home, why were you taking her home, and then, you know, it, it raises questions, so she didn't want to answer any of that. Okay, <laughs> well, and then, she,
3: and then later when they were in New York, you know, she asked Olga, like, what should we do afterwards, Olga's like, I'm tired kind of a thing. And then when Lydia um, wanted something in her hotel, was it water or something? She's like, fine, I'll come and get it myself. Opens the door and there's Olga all dressed up going out that night. So.
0: So she, I think she she was really playing her, which serves mm -hmm. her right. Like, you know, after all the women she's probably manipulated over the years, this one is finally, you know, sort of taking advantage of her and getting what she wants and probably (laughs) working with Francesca to take Lydia down permanently, which they do, because Francesca was instrumental in that. I guess she's she kind of she left the job and then started um, helping the investigators with all the information she had on what had happened over the years. Um, so that was the one part I think of the. Like I said, I didn't really consider there to be much of a plot for most of the movie, but if there was one, it was that um, that storyline about you know the texting that because the movie begins with it. Somebody is texting on the plane and showing a video of Lydia asleep. Uh, And then of course we finally get to the plane at the end. So that was the part that was confusing because so much movie happens after they show that initial scene and we get a plane. And even when she says, oh no, we're waiting for one more. I didn't put it together that the one more was whoever was texting in the beginning and it was probably Olga. But after a couple more scenes, it was like, oh, she invited Francesca on this trip. Francesca has been, or not Francesca, she invited Olga on this trip and Olga has been texting Francesca about Lydia and what she's been doing. I was like, that's fair, that's pretty cool. Like the way it comes, it snaps back on her. Well now I understand that yeah, Thank I didn't, you, didn't think Eric about Park, I didn't tie it back to the opening. I didn't look this up to be sure. And maybe I got confused, but I no, know you it. that sounds correct. That makes sense. Well
3: I was thrown off by that opening scene because they're like, oh she's asleep and then they wrote, like, well that's our girl. And I was like, oh, are they talking about a little
0: daughter or something? And I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's on Cate Blanchett's character. Do you know why I was confused by that? Because that was such a weird thing to start with. And then immediately it goes into basically full credits. And yeah. so I, I, I-, I paused the video because I- Fahad and I, I use Fahad's peacock. So I thought, oh, my God, please don't tell me I'm watching the very end of this movie because Fahad had already watched it. And, and it sometimes, you know, it starts right at wherever yeah. the last like <laughs> a scrub was. And I was like, oh, please don't tell me I'm watching the very end already. And I was like, oh no, it is the beginning. Okay, what a weird place to start. I paused I to it too. Yeah, I paused <laughs> it too. Yeah.
1: I thought, what is happening? And these credits are lasting so long. Did I miss something? Yeah.
3: yeah. I was like, am I supposed to be reading specific things that they might give away? Yeah, over?
1: I thought, well, should I not, like, should I fast forward this or is it gonna, you know, am I supposed to see something? So,
0: yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so like I said, that I think I don't believe that this is really in the running for best picture because overall, I think it wasn't that impactful. It was just very interesting and it was far too long, maybe. But, but I mean, Fahad's right, like te- and a, from a technical perspective, very well done. I just don't think it, that that would qualify as best picture. But, like I said, the two greatest things about this are the music and the acting. Yeah. The music, it, it, I think um all of the music was performed live uh, on camera. And uh, and uh, some of those, uh, a lot of those people are well, all the all the orchestra are real players, and some of the conductors are real conductors. And Kate, Kate Blanchett actually conducted one of the orchestras herself for one of the scenes, uh, and I think is on the soundtrack that was released as the conductor for that piece. And I I think you know I've always I've never been like obsessed with classical music, but I've had a little bit of appreciation. But I think I had more after watching this movie. And part of that is Kate Blanchett's that like the power and and like passion with which she was conducting a lot of the stuff it was like really mesmerizing and it really made you watching it through her made you really feel the music even more than just listening to it so I really really enjoyed that and her performance just every single scene she's phenomenal this character she's playing she she maintains the poise and control of this person throughout the entire thing even at the end (laughs) yeah but I noticed um very early on that you know, I think you're supposed to find her arrogant. And specifically, I found her arrogant because it seemed like everything she was saying was an act. Like, it was all a performance. Like, she was never being a real person with anybody. And it kind of annoyed me. It's like, she, she's act, she acts like someone who's always putting on a show in a world where she's afraid people will realize she doesn't belong. And that was the feeling I had in the beginning. And so when the like the final act starts and she falls from grace and goes home, when she goes to her family home, I was like, I knew it. She's not from a life of privilege. She comes from working class, you know, blue collar people. Uh, and it, she was probably, she, you know, she they were like a lower class. And, and so she has been like, I guess, fighting her whole life to prove to people that she belongs in this world. She even changed her name to Lydia, because I guess Linda is not good enough for, for the Berlin Orchestra. Um, but you also see in her childhood home, I thought it was a nice touch, how you kind of already knew she was a control freak, a control freak but she practically has OCD. And you can see that in her childhood room. Everything is labeled. She had like, I think a, it looked like a box from childhood, but it said my IRA on it and she had all of her videotapes lined up and perfectly labeled like everything was so meticulous and you can see she's been trying she wanted to be a part of this privileged life forever and she did everything she could to get there but it it made me wonder in her adult life was she really was she she probably was when she was a kid she was in it for the music But as an adult, was she even in it for the music or was it the privilege and the control over other people? Because she seemed to really enjoy that. Like everyone would hang on her words. If she said something, then it was true. If she told if she said this is the way it's got to be, then it would be that way. You know, not just a conductor of the orchestra, but of all the people around her. And and it was it was you know, that was the infuriating thing about her, her her control. There's this moment when she's having that conversation with her wife. And I think her wife was pressing her on something only very lightly. And the last thing Lydia says to her is, did you take your, take your pill? And I was like, oh, it sounds like something someone who cares about you might say, like, oh, I'm just looking out for you to take your pill. But I don't think Lydia is saying it like that. Lydia is reminding her, um, you should take your pills because you're not as stable as I am. You're not as strong as I am. You need the pills to, to, to remain calm and, and um, in control. Uh, so don't forget, you know, it's very condescending. And, and I think that that really summed up her attitude towards everyone. If anyone questions her at all, she'll find a way to cut them cut them at the knees. What else do I have here in my notes? Um, I thought it was interesting how her the careful poise that she had through the whole movie, how it collapses so quickly when she falls from grace. Once, Actually, once Francesca leaves, she's just like, crashes. I could not believe she showed up at that performance and I was initially very confused because the trumpet player had already started but she was in the wings and, and I was like shouldn't she be there before any music starts <laughs> and so and and, and, it, and it happened so quickly that I didn't even I thought maybe I'd imagined that she had knocked someone off stage I thought oh maybe she fell because she ran on stage too quickly and then had to get up and then I was like oh no, no no wait wait she did she, she totally bulldozed somebody off the stage so that was very very interesting. That was an amazing scene. Um, I didn't quite get the end. I should, suppose I should look up. Uh, was she was she, uh, she in Sri Lanka? It's Philippines. Uh, Philippines. Yeah. Philippines. Philippines. Mm-hmm. I guess those weren't cosplayers, but was this some sort of like national pride thing or?
3: No, it was supposed, it was supposed to, to be. I, heard, I read it was a video game. I can't remember the name of the video game, but they were cosplaying as characters from that video game.
0: Okay, that was my second best video game. Yeah, it's
3: kind of like, you know, here where you can go see like a live orchestra play the music of Super Mario Brothers.
0: You know, it's interesting about that is that there are modern composers who compose for things like video games, and they're very, very talented. But in her old life, she never would have considered even a piece like that. And now she has to consider it because it's the only thing anyone will ask her to do.
3: Right. And that's exactly why when I was um, giving my opinion, I was saying that for her, it's a fall from grace. It's not a knock against people who do that work because it's all great work and it's all hard work. But for where she was and for her line of what she does, it was a fall.
1: Yeah. Was that little girl? Was that was that her daughter or was it her girlfriend's daughter? Because
0: I was so confused because she always called w- her. Because
1: when she runs to go get her and then the her girlfriend takes her away, I thought, well, if that were their their daughter, legally she could it it was just confusing. Yeah,
0: but, also, but also um the little girl called her Lydia and not mom. Yeah which yeah. I thought was, cause I thought they'd been together for years, right? So I thought this this also seems like it's intentionally put in the script to show how she doesn't ever really connect on a human level with anyone. Cause even this little girl has never decided to call her anything except Lydia, her name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's really awkward. Or not even
1: her real name,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, not even her real name. <laughs> I, one thing I did like about the, 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 I guess it's a little bit technique, but also part of the script, even though there wasn't much of a plot, there was this thing they kept doing where she had a, a very she was very sensitive to noise you know that she could hear the fridge humming at night and, and it would just keep her awake and that's part of her control too she was like if I want it to be silent it should be silent and these things just keep you know they keep getting in my ear and keep um blocking the stuff that I you know want to pay attention to and uh, and I guess that's an occupational hazard she can't because she's a conductor of music. Because
1: she's she didn't like the boy's leg shaking her. and then she didn't like the other guy clicking his pen. She just kept having to put her hands on people to stop them from doing yeah. the things that annoyed her.
3: The sound from her neighbor's mother's uh-huh. like uh-huh. type machine or whatever.
0: And I love the arrogance yeah. when her, uh, when that, that neighbor's family comes <laughs> and like, oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's like, they're not enjoying it, Lydia. <laughs> they're asking you to keep it down. <laughs> yeah.
3: And so then her he- reaction afterwards, you know, it's like... She's
0: pulling out the accordion. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear the lyrics? She made up a song on the spot about the neighbor. Yeah. So, yeah. You your mother dead and you put your sister in a hall- facility or something. <laughs> I forgive <laughs> the lyrics. That, that's exactly right. Something We're like awful. that. awful.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the song just a unraveling, too, mentally. Yeah
0: super unraveling that that was too that was a a different part of her performance completely different from the person she was playing in the beginning yeah um so i I don't know if you guys noticed this but there's a scene the scene where she's having lunch with olga do you remember olga's conversation Mm -hmm. where she talks about why she got into music uh but she was talking specifically about this um german russian activist that inspired her and how they put flowers on her, on her. Oh yes. On the and same day every year. And Lydia was like on her birthday. she's like, no, every year on March 8th, International Women's yeah, Day. Yeah, I did catch that. today. That, yeah.
3: Oh, it is today.
0: Yeah. That's today. I this for today and it actually applies to the movie, which I thought. That's, was, that's amazing. When Ooh. I heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that's weird.
1: My favorite part of that scene was when um, she said, well, there's not much here do you even, do you eat fish? If you're a vegetarian, there's not much here. Do, do you eat fish? And then she, the Olga says no. And then, um, when the waiter came to, comes over, she orders veal and something else. So she's yeah. like in no way vegetarian.
0: <laughs> See, she was, I didn't even notice that she was playing her the whole time. Yeah. I loved everything about that conversation because you could tell Lydia thinks that people in that position who get to play for an orchestra or become a conductor, this should come from a certain kind of life. So she's like, Oh, you I bet you've been playing since you were like four or oh what was the lp that you uh Uh, that piece on she's like oh no it was on youtube and i just started playing when i was 13 and she's totally blowing everything she expects out of this kind of person out of the water Uh, um and and i was like that's good that serves you right for for having these expectations that aren't necessary to what you're doing um because she's so arrogant about all of it so I, I really enjoyed the way Olga would push poke her like that, push her with these little things. Um, and I wonder how much of it was true, like, but I guess she did find the video of Olga playing when she was 13, even though it was the same actress in a bad way. <laughs> but anyway, so that's all I have to say. I, I, I really enjoyed the music and the performance. I just wish it was maybe an hour 50.
4: Great. <laughs> Thank you, Eric um and then we have bruce okay so i w- was not a big fan of the movie just to kind of start off um so i kind of felt the same way too the first hour or two i was very confused and i didn't really know what the movie was go- what was what was really happening <laughs> to me um you're not the only one <laughs> Yeah, so because yeah with the interview and everything um It just kind of because you yeah at first I thought it might have been some kind of like documentary thing too and then they're just sort of talking and then kind of started to check out a little bit and then (laughs) I kind of got more into it by the second by the same time y'all did um into the you know hour two because then there's more things happening um But I didn't think about it the way y'all were because when she said about how those noises were in her house, I thought maybe somebody was messing with her and maybe they were trying to like her or whatnot because she's so mean to some people. I thought maybe they were going to like go after her or something, but that was interesting. Maybe it's
3: all part of Francesca's master plan to Mm -hmm. be the next Lydia
4: I thought, oh, well, then it could, I thought it, maybe it could have been Francesca or, or the student, because she was really mean to him, too, or something like that. Because then you hear those loud noises when she goes to the basement, and then you think, oh, maybe somebody else is down there, because you hear the sharp, you know, the, the noises, too. You're singing,
0: so I wonder, like, did Olga lure her into it, the underground?
3: It was the dog.
2: He the was dog musical. <laughs> <laughs>
4: But then supposedly she was chased, but, <laughs> but then we find that she wasn't, but um,
3: the dog didn't even bother chasing her.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was thinking um, with her wife or girlfriend, why she put up with her for that long. And I only feel like towards the end the realization when some of the, more of the stories like leaked, she kind of finally was like, well, I guess I'm just she kind of came to the realization the only real relationship she had was with the with the um, little girl, and not really with anyone else. Oh, she said,
0: yeah, the only non transactional relationship. You yeah,
4: had. the only person she actually cared about, and she know. really did care about that little girl. She
0: did. Yeah. She,
1: you know, she she did hold. She would hold her foot when she was, you know, would wake up in the night. She would go to her. She didn't seem to get angry. She went to school and she said something to whatever that little girl was doing to her. I (laughs) will get you. (laughs) (laughs) To the to the I think her name is Petra, right? Yeah. Whatever they were doing
0: Petra. And then and um Petra.
1: Petra She seemed to really love
0: her. Johanna. I think so too. Yeah. Well I wondered about that because I mean she did see she was like nice to her, but she also, you know, like you're not allowed in my study and she was a little bit like strict about it. And and I, and I also like thought you could look at it this way like she talked to that other little girl because whoever's in her family is something she has control of so if somebody's trying to you know do something to them r- mean or or manipulative then Lydia's like I don't think so you know because I'm the one in control so yeah. so I don't know you could read it that way but I was gonna ask something well, she but- played
1: with her like remember when the weird babysitter was yeah. there.
0: That's true. And she found her hiding. And then she, she thinks- found her hiding
3: in the study and didn't get mad at her because of that. She true. Kind of tried to help her out, like feel better.
0: I was going to ask a related question because they don't show us very many ways that Lydia is actually a good person. Mm-hmm. And there's one where she has a conversation about and she reveals to one of the people at the conservatory that, that she pays for this man's car. Oh. Mm-hmm. Used to be like director... Uh, and or used to be on the board and then she just tell and then she just tells him that the board pays for it because she thinks that he deserves it and I wondered does she is she really doing something nice for him or is this another is this somehow self-serving in a way that I don't
3: I think it's self-serving because I think that guy could make a stink about stuff if he wasn't feeling appreciated so if I I feel like she's trying to still keep the image up that he's quote-unquote appreciated by the board and Maybe he has clout with other people and she's just trying to keep things without it breaking a partner having to yeah, deal
1: with it. But that it serves her.
3: Yeah, I don't give her, I'm not giving her the benefit of the
4: doubt. For no. Well,
1: except. And except I was when, so mad. What was the, oh gosh, his name is slipping. The one where she rotated him out. Sebastian. Sebastian,
4: yeah yeah i felt that was very very cold and
0: very awful who was apparently in a relationship with a man named andres who was still married and living in the same building with his wife is that what i understand <laughs> Did i, get I a... couldn't follow
1: that <laughs> whole story it was something like that but they lived in it was... on the same floor but they didn't live together that and was she, a plot, they, plot they, the andres <laughs> what was it
2: that's one of the plot lines i understand either like, what's going on
0: there <laughs> she i don't think she's spe- she didn't specifically say that andres was married to a woman but she did say andres is married and you live in an apartment on the same floor as them and and Sebastian talks about andres as if like they're the real relationship they came to berlin together and i was like oh i, I think this other guy might be married to a woman but they had this secret <laughs> relation, or something like that i was trying to call him out for saying that she doesn't respect marriage but what she didn't understand was there's a difference between him being in love with somebody and they have a long-term relationship, even though it's technically adultery. And what Lydia does, which is use young women and in- everybody, in- yeah. Well,
3: that 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 was one interesting thing, though. Like you said, you know what Lydia does is use young women. You know, puts them in positions where she can get them into higher places or whatever if they, you know, give in to her. But when she was in the Philippines and went to get a massage. That it ended up being a brothel and she was pointed out like, you choose your girl that you want. And that one girl had direct eye contact with her and Lydia ran out and threw up. I found that very interesting that Lydia, it was a very interesting line, a fine line between the way she treats women and then how she reacted to this woman who you could pay to sleep with. Versus abuse your own power to sleep with women,
2: it was a very weird line. She's
0: yeah, going. I really like <laughs> that.
2: Why did she look at her and
0: throw up us? It was yeah. a brothel,
3: basically, you go and you pick the girl you want to pay to sleep with, or, who, or at least,
0: or at the very least, who you want, which one do you want to touch you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And most Who's, of those girls there Tikiya, are not there
3: by choice.
0: No, it was yeah. so,
1: it made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. I felt that's why she's horrible she because they sit there and you just get to
4: pick. It's that like one. a meat
3: market. But why she and, throw up? I think I it was-
4: Well, uh,
0: she like she a, a prostitution,
4: prostitution house to give. Yeah, okay. and those girls are probably oh, there. See.
0: It's probably not she, by she, choice. I think gotcha. she threw up though, because uh, <laughs> this was a very uh, overt yeah. example. And she, I think she had spent all her time sort of justifying for herself what she had been doing right. and saying, it's not, you know, it's not the same thing. Like the, these, these are, these are all consensual relationships. Why should I feel bad? And then here she is, they're sending her to a masseuse uh, in a culture where you can literally pick the woman. Yeah. Uh, and she realizes that's really what she's been doing. But did you notice the two references in that shot at the mas- uh, the mas- massage parlor, I guess? Uh, two things. Those girls, one, those girls were arranged like an orchestra. Oh yeah, they were. And, oh, and- uh, and- I didn't even think about that. And the oh, second one, yeah. the girl who looks up and catches her eye is number five. And this whole movie, she was working on Mahler's, uh, uh Mahler's five. Oh.
2: Uh, his,
0: what is it? Uh, oh. uh, what do they call it? Symphony number? It's not symphony number five, but five was, the number. five was the number of the set she was doing. So it was like right in her face, like, oh my God, like, this is my life.
3: <laughs> but it was just an interesting juxtaposition against like her normal behavior that she wasn't able to. Like you said, she could justify her behavior when in reality, this is a very similar kind of thing you're doing.
0: Maybe that's when she realized that she deserves what had happened because she does look basically happy when she finally gets on stage to conduct that song. I think maybe she's come to terms with the fact that she's been doing the wrong thing for a very long time.
3: That or she's quote unquote lost it. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but she went on stage and beat somebody in front of everybody during the live <laughs> performance. She's not thinking clearly. So I think at that point, she's like, who knows what she sees when she looks out at that audience? She probably thinks she's still in Germany, like doing this amazing show.
4: Yeah, I was confused too, because she wakes up from these like crazy dreams or something. So then you think, you know, what is going on in her mind now? <laughs> yeah.
3: She's maybe just delusional at this point. I mean, then again, she was, uh, I don't know.
4: Oh. Also, I
3: I was kind of like the, the, the hotel concierge guy, if that's even what you can call him, like she literally just said, where can I go get to get a massage? And is that code like he just sent her <laughs> straight to a brothel? I'm like, I'm like, mortified, place, you know, like I literally
0: just want a massage. Said, this place is great. <laughs> a fun thing to do might be imagine take a can't let chant out of this movie and put a man in the place. And a lot of the behaviors and including what happens when she asks for where can I get a massage start to look more normal. Like, oh, of course he would think the man is asking for a massage, right? Because, um, and I, and I, I read that they specifically made this a woman because they wanted to take away that the sort of obvious cliche of a man in power doing this. I and like that. that I like, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, power could could be a person who behaves this way. Yeah. power is what does this to you or, or the the desperate need for the power at, at the very least
3: can can i just say at the very beginning of the brothel scene i did not think it was a brothel when she walked in I didn't and either. you see these women sitting on the side and then oh, she's like wait what's going on i was like oh is it some weird like thing where you go and you have to meditate in a group first like a sweat lodge <laughs> or something and then I didn't She's like, i was like oh i am way off
4: yeah, I was like, why are they all sitting together like that and not making eye contact? And look oh, back. it's so horrifying. I was confused. I was like, how's
0: that massage problem that? I was confused for a different reason. I was confused because it was honestly the nicest place she had been to yet. So I was like, oh, no, it's a fancy place. Finally, she's at like a spa. Uh, but it's still seedy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think we interrupted you, Ruth. You you want to like <laughs> well, any, any thoughts you have? No, you I, I like the keep it in the convo go. But then I was thinking. Well, I thought even if I thought it's kind of funny. I thought they would have been like, I don't know how to say this. Like more like, oh, I don't know if we're gonna like do that for a woman, like to pick a woman. But then I guess they're. <laughs> I don't know if it was like a. Sometimes certain areas might seem more okay with certain things than others, but I guess if she. I think if you're paying, nobody cares. Yeah, that, That's the, the thing with these kinds of establishments.
0: Like if, if you're like, paying, then do whatever you want. You know?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I was wondering too, like uh, some colleges said, it's not allowed like woman on woman. So I, I was saying the same thing. Like, how's that gonna work?
0: Like you said, Eric, it was money. You know what I, I've heard that it often is, is in another culture, whatever tourists want is totally okay. But the actual citizenship, uh, that might be a different story. Like they'd be judged by different terms, but whatever, Whatever tourists at, would ask for, whatever their proclivities might be, if if you can make money from it, then then just go ahead and do it. But you wouldn't necessarily be forgiven if you were actually an actual citizen there.
4: You explained time. it the best. You explained it the best way that I was trying to think of how to say it. So thank you. And yeah, I was confused at the end, so I didn't look up, and I was like, I didn't think that I didn't know that it was a cosplay. I don't know where I was on because I didn't look up about it. And I was like, why does this guy have this huge mask on his head? <laughs> I didn't think
2: cosplay either. I just thought they were just dressed up for the evening. Like, though, that was like the It was a theme. QAnon
0: convention. They're all shamans.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I had to go all to Wikipedia shamans. to see what had happened. And basically what they the exact words that they said were, um, with her new orchestra, Lydia conducts the score for the video game series Monster Hunter. Is in front real? Of an audience of cosplayers so apparently it's for an actual video game called monster hunter which is a, a real life video game it was a I, youth
0: orchestra though right i think i noticed they were all kids or teenagers they were young yes which is another that's
4: another yeah, you keep her, Lydia right? away
1: from the teenagers yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: gosh she was like let me see your id please <laughs>
0: One thing I thought was unrealistic was that everyone in the audience was dressed in the most expensive and well made Yeah, I thought that too. I don't think so.
3: (laughs) I was like, if I was there, I'd be the one person not dressed up in that
0: would match. You'd have a hoodie that said, I I like this video game. Yes, it's (laughs) my costume.
3: I mean, Eric, we've gone to a lot of these conventions and stuff, and yeah, not... There's never been a place where everybody's in costume.
0: Yeah, and there's always varying degrees of uh, skill. Yeah. Everybody like,
3: was in super professional, nice looking, like yeah. Viking type costumes.
0: It's like oh. them these costumes. I Thank wanted you. to ask you guys a question. I just realized I don't think the accent on the a does anything for the name Tar because you just still say it the same way, right? Like, what what would the accent on the a like? How would you pronounce it differently? Unless oh, to right. Kia's joke Tar. Yeah, she probably. Uh, I wonder if, if she added what the is, is yeah, I what? What? What languages is that? Yeah, I think she added it. Was this supposed to be? It's a. I think that. Perp- I think that's a great reason why uh, it's made the title of the movie. Is that it perfectly sums up who she is. Her name was just Tar, which is what muck. It's it's basically you know <laughs> dirt. <laughs> and her first name was Linda. <laughs> and yeah, and, and she decides. Well, I'll keep the name Tar, but let's put an accent on it, and now. <laughs> And, now, uh, and I'm going to change see. Linda to oh, yeah. Lydia. Yeah, oh, awesome. So uh, her whole life was just sort of an act to to be this person that she thought she had to be to do the <clears throat> thing. To do. Yep, um, I think that's a good um, tar, tar, tar. tar, tar.
3: <laughs> Actually, in Iceland, it is T with that uh, accent over the A and R. Um, it's a noun meaning a tear or a small amount of a drink. And it is written with the accent above it.
0: Mm,
1: interesting. So oh.
3: either it she used the Icelandic name Tar or she uh, it's also Old Norse. Um, I
0: think I think um it's very fuzzy, but in the scene where she's in her childhood home, she has some awards Hungarian. on the wall. I think oh. it does say tar as the last oh, name. You know. Iceland is the first name because she was a little kid, but so I think that it was her original name, but
3: yeah, it's also Hungarian with that oh. accent. So it could, it could really be that way, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, I like my explanation better. I really do. I do. I, do.
1: I like it. Too. Yes. I like your it's breakdown, right.
0: <laughs> because that seems like something she would do. It absolutely does. Yeah. <laughs> Why the writers t- chose the name Tar of all well, of the I, I wish she'd done what up- Takia did, which is uh, make people pronounce it that way. Whole- <laughs> yes. It's, no, it's not Tar. It's tar oh I see doing that, that would be like a mel brooks movie where you in every scene everyone who meets her is trying to say it they just keep oh oh is it tar 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 yeah tar, tar.
1: oh,
0: like tartar Sorry. the
2: food the yeah <laughs> i love beef tartar
3: <laughs> steak tartare, yum yeah. tuna tartar yum
2: is it the usual uh, name like i wonder i don't know i think a dignified orchestra comp- conductor i don't think of tar like, i wonder what the writer was thinking there of all the names the world would come up with or make makeup you know true I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't it, still, it doesn't roll off the tongue that well but you know anyway you yeah.
0: know it does lend oh. itself to like share usage very well though you know tar, yeah. tar three letters <laughs> an incredible oeuvre
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um i guess i want to ask when would Any other, any of the side characters you guys thought were interesting or anything, or... I don't really focus on them enough. Yeah, No, they don't.
3: (laughs) I mean, I thought that the neighbor was interesting. She was awkward, and the (laughs) moment that her mom fell and she had to get Lydia to come and help her lift her up, I was like, oh my gosh, that is a very naked, old woman.
4: Yeah, Yeah. figure out what's
3: going on with that. And also, was she she covered in poop?
1: Yes yeah that's Wait, why Lydia runs home and like throws off her clothes and- yeah
3: okay. oh. I, I, and also though she did that in her kitchen
0: yeah go, Lydia
3: go. was washing the poop
2: in her own kitchen uh, <laughs> ew. Was also su- such an but overreaction
0: then she didn't
1: show any compassion when they're the woman has died and they're bringing the stretcher down with her on it she just sort of like tries to hide
0: by the way that of- that woman's family are horrible too because you find out that apparently they put their invalid mother in an apartment and they, hi- and they had their uh, unstable sister watch yeah. her. Yeah. Horrible because they put yeah. her in a facility after the mother's dead. It's like, you just really. left those two people alone in, in like, you know, very spa. unfair
3: to both of them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Awful people. They're probably just as awful as Lydia. Probably in their own way. I think okay. that her reaction, because it was so severe was kind of, I think that home, and maybe even that woman reminded her of her own home, uh, and so that's why she ran back to her apartment like that and tried to she tried to scrub it clean, like she didn't want to eat, touch it, or be a part of it anymore. It wasn't supposed to be her life, um, but then she gets sent back to that life. So,
4: so it, I'm sure my last, I guess, one little thought then. So when she goes to the Philippines, um, I'm assuming that. Her girlfriend or her wife and her aren't together anymore.
3: I think she's lost everybody at that point. Yeah.
4: Was that, so that was the um, the biological daughter of her ex girlfriend, then?
3: That's what I think we're all
1: assuming. I'm assuming yeah. because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she would have had equal say. And it's, yeah, it's things. Sure.
0: Sharon is not Indian, but I think the little girl was. So I thought in the beginning I was like, oh, they adopted a child together. Yeah. But it does seem like she might be closer to Sharon because she calls Lydia Lydia, not Mom. But it's confusing because you don't hear anything about a relationship Sharon might have had with a man beforehand. So
4: who knows? Yeah, or maybe well, she had a donor, but I mean, but then you would think oh, like yeah, I don't
0: know. she be Sharon? Carry the baby? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, Something we haven't talked about is the overall theme of this movie, which is uh, basically cancel culture. Um, And it's one of the first movies to really like tackle that with Mm -hmm. what's a singular character who goes through it. Um, And I don't believe in the term cancel culture. There's, there's kind of no such thing. It's just consequences. (laughs) And I assume we all agree. Lydia suffered the consequences that she deserved from being an asshole for her entire career.
3: Yeah. I think it's a, it's a two part thing though, right? It's, having the artist face the consequences of their actions. So she lost everything. She's not conducting any huge main things. She can't live in five-star hotels, take these private jets. Like her career itself is done from that perspective. But going back to the other thing we've already discussed is separating the art from the artist. Should her work up to that point still be allowed to be appreciated? She still contributed a lot to that world.
1: Did she, or did she just stand up there and wave I don't know.
3: I don't know enough about that. I'm just kind kidding. of. A <laughs> I'm just, I'm it sounds I'm like it sounds putting
1: like putting down yeah. conductors. I'm teasing. She oh. yes, she seemed <laughs> to be very talented at.
0: I think one one difference. I keep saying I think uh, one difference in my opinion. I need to find different phrases for that. One difference in my opinion is that um, Lydia was caught having done something throughout her career that, in the time of her career. Everyone would have agreed was wrong. So it was like a secret thing she did. So, you know, in the case of Bach, they had that uh, conversation earlier about Bach not being the greatest person. So, should we promote his museum more? But that was a long time ago. And, and I think,
1: right.
0: uh, I mean, I, I could be wrong. A, a, a historian would have to tell me. But Bach I, um, time, was sure, born in 1685. So I'm sure what whatever he had done, it was not. No one would really bat an eye. Not as much. It wasn't really. It wouldn't be something that would get you ostracized from society. So forth. I I looked it if up. Done it, now, it would be different.
1: Sorry to interrupt you. I looked up. I tried to find out what was controversial about Bach, yeah. and I kept coming up with anti-Semitism, or I kept
0: hitting that. That was his. Um, and didn't they have a conversation about him having? He was a philanderer who had tons of children or something. Yeah. Oh, something like uh, that. That didn't bother <laughs> so they were judging him based on sex- <laughs> sexual uh, predatory behavior or something. Yeah, uh, I okay. guess the, the way
3: he went about <laughs> having the children, maybe. But- yeah, I
0: think that was part of it, not just having a lot of children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good, you're good. <laughs> okay. Um, and so the other thing based on that is that, um, obviously, Bach is long since dead, so <laughs> reassessing his life, is not, uh, uh, it's okay to do, but you can't, shouldn't um, oh. judge his music, his work based on it it's, because he can't suffer consequences now. It, it's the, the long, the time has long since passed when we could have made him suffer consequences. Lydia Tarr is a different story. Hundreds of years, done. yeah.
1: And, and we hopefully have evolved as a culture.
0: Uh, not as much as
1: we As people. Probably. I think we have some since
0: 1685, um, for sure. It's always surprising how some, all the, you know, you, you read about things happening in like that time period and you realize a lot of it is still happening and, and maybe it's a little bit better, but shouldn't it be 400 years better?
1: <laughs> um, humans are humans, not,
0: right? It takes us such an interminably long time to ever actually change and become better. And, and even when we do, there are still people in society who keep doing the same thing. <clears throat> Even after every, you know, most everyone else has decided um these aren't acceptable. So
1: it's strange. Human nature is hard to change, unfortunately, right? Yeah. Okay, it's that time
2: again for ba -ba -ba ba-ba recast. (laughs) We close each episode with the recast game, where we each play casting director and choose a different actor from any era. Living or dead to portray a character in the film instead. First up is Ahod.
3: Oh, oh, thank you again. Um <laughs>
2: go in order, let's see.
3: So I decided to recast Elliot. He's the guy she was having like dinner with earlier on, and then the guy she beat up at the end of the movie. And I'm going to recast him with the same actor I recast in last week's episode for Rope he's being recast by St- with Stanley Tucci <laughs> okay.
2: I, was okay. thinking about-
3: <laughs> I don't know why just last week and this week Stanley Tucci all of a sudden
2: <laughs>
3: the recast
0: guy well I was watching in the movie thinking if they cut off all those curls and <laughs> he would look a little bit like a tall Stanley Tucci right T- uh, so I'm going with Stanley
3: Tucci for him. And now when I watch my movie next week, I'm going to see what Stanley Tucci can play. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Oh, God. Ooh, that makes me think that we sh- next season we should have one person that we have to recast in every recast you have has to go in each yeah. one.
0: We pick the actor first and you have to find a character for him. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. All right, thank you, Fahad. Um, right. Next up is... Let's see, Shelly. So... I recast um, Lydia, and I thought of this person within the first five minutes of watching the movie. And so my mouth doesn't cooperate with saying her name, but I'm going to do the best I can. Chloe Svenny, Sven Svenny. Say it for me, somebody. Svenny. Svenny. Seventy. is seventy? I think, I think, 70. I think we're probably we're probably all wrong. All, all of the, it's all of the above. Three different. So rhymes. yes, it's Smith.
3: <laughs> it's pronounced
1: tar. 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 I
0: I could see her playing this role very well. Uh Kate Blanchett, sorry I missed that. Yes, Lydia. Okay. That could be interesting. Tar.
3: I would like that. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: She plays unstable and controlling really well. I, you oh, you you've yeah. seen Big love, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Yes, Nikki, she's very yes. controlling and big love. She's very like by the books, like do it the way I ask, you know. I love it. Yeah works well Thank you Shelly um next up is Eric. okay so I am gonna go a little bit of a <laughs> deep cut here but I wanted to recast Olga um because she was okay but um but not nothing that I think can't be recast and I wanted to go with this actress <gasps> German movie that I used to love from 1997 called Bandits and the actress's name is uh, Jasmine Tabatabai uh, and she, she for reference, she kind of looks like Selma Blair. Well, she's, into, she's a musician. So um, so that kind of fits in. Although she doesn't play cello. She plays, I think, I don't know if she, I think she played guitar in the movie, but she does sing because she had a career after. But um, but I thought she would be uh, a little more interesting and, and intriguing and uh, she looks a little more dangerous, which I think would have added to the part a bit. Um, and the interesting thing is, like I said, uh, the only thing I know her from is this 1997 movie called Bandits and Kate Blanchett was in a 2001 movie called Bandits. So they would kind of, it would be an interesting little reference within the movie. <laughs> These two actors have both been in separate movies with the same title. So that's mine. Hey, thank you, Eric.
4: Um, last, next we have is Ruth. So I wanted to recast, um, lydia and i was trying to think of another character that can do like a strong i guess personality and stuff like that so it made me think of um jennifer beals because of she has like a strong personality from the l word i don't know i feel like she could um she's very diverse and i feel like she could hold her in with that kind of character
0: that's funny because i was thinking today about because i was so mesmerized by Kate blanchett (laughs) I was thinking about how um, the little girl says you're the most beautiful woman I know, Uh, and I thought you know she's one of the most beautiful women I know. But I I realized I always gravitate towards women who have that incredible bone structure. So I started to list them in my head. I was like, okay, Kate Blanchett, uh, Daryl Hannah, and Jennifer Beals. Yay! (laughs) That's where I stop. But I'm sure there's more. But uh, I put her in that category. She has that those features that are. I mean, she's in her late 50s, and she still looks like she could be dating. 20 year olds. She's she's just incredible.
4: She's gorgeous. Yeah.
2: Nice. Thank you, Ruth. Um, so, my recast, I said recast Lydia with Meryl Streep. As I, Amelia, I think, I think 10 minutes, 10 15 minutes in, I saw Meryl Streep in her face and in her delivery as well, her lines and all. She has dramatic roles.
0: Street? So, that's my recast. What era of Meryl Streep? Do you want Kramer versus Kramer?
4: Or oh, and <laughs> versus Kramer. <laughs> Kramer <laughs> um, comes her "Devil Wears Prada." Yeah, I was
3: thinking "Devil Wears Prada" when
4: you I said her. 90s style, her
2: her nineties style, her nineties way, eighties, nineties. Yes, that's because her. And she what was the dramatic roles she had? I don't know, if you know, that, but she had a little. Been in a lot of movies. What was the movie oh. about the
1: um the baby that got?
0: Oh, uh, so, uh, no. Um, is dingo. It out, of, out of Africa? Dingo's dingo? No. Oh. Dingo? I think, out of, I think it's out of Africa, isn't it?
4: Um, what did sure. you
0: say, Tikiya? No, he, someone said dingo. I'll, I'll yeah, the dingo. Something. Maybe
1: the dingo ate. ate oh, is that, <laughs> that came ate from the dingo ate my baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the name of that <laughs> movie? I
0: did I get oh, it wrong? Or did a or somebody... baby?
1: It was in Australia.
0: Yeah, maybe. she's... She, her baby dies and then they put her on trial for child and, and she gets and convicted and right they want to claim that she's the reason and she's trying to she's trying to describe but I, there's nothing i could do dingo's ain't my baby she, it's got that famous line which unfortunately has become like a joke dingo's ain't my baby. isn't <laughs> well, here, there a, oh it's yeah it's called a cry in the dark a
1: cry, oh. a cry in the dark lo- see when i was a kid my mom loved that movie and she would make me mm-hmm. i watched it when I was I've on hbo like i just remembered
0: the- in Buffy very small. Vampire Slayer season four, Seth Green's character is in a band called Dingoes Ain't My Baby. Oh.
3: <laughs> but, and it was a it was a joke. It was, it was a very popular Seinfeld. joke in Seinfeld. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Am I right, Fahad? It, that was his the name of his band in Buffy, right? It sounds familiar. Battle of the Bands, Dingo's Ate My Baby from Buffy the Vampire. Slayer. There you go. Yep, lead guitarist Seth Green. Yeah. <laughs> or Oz, his character. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which is Australia? <laughs>
3: Australia. Eric. Oz. They oh, call, it Oz, is. Oz Australia. Yeah. Dingoes
0: ate my baby. That's and why I they put that it. together. <laughs> All these little factoids I'm learning are going to make my next rewatch of Buffy so much more enriched. Hopefully. <laughs> I feel like I should apologize to the recording for claiming that that was out of Africa. I am so sorry. Uh, revoke my Luna <laughs> Boxed <letterboxed> subscription, please. <laughs> Oh, but she was, but Meryl Streep was in out of Africa. I guess that's why I confused them. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oops. Oh, I'm an idiot.
2: Thank you, everybody. Um, now we it is
0: time to rate the movie. So you need to go and open your chat. I'm glad you clarified the movie. Uh thought maybe we would rate each other like hot or not. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to rate each other by
2: hot or not. No. Um. um, Yeah, time to rate the movie. Yeah, open your chat into your number and then raise your thumb when you are ready. So
3: go ahead, everybody, and when I count down to zero from three on the row, hit enter. Three, two, one, zero. Boom! Wow, I was way harsh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you and Ruth didn't like
3: it. That's fine. (laughs) I rated it by the number of hours I could not get into it.
2: <laughs> no that's fair i, I told you in the beginning i i had trouble following myself i was like okay maybe a little more excitement all right
3: um, hey but I don't forget to- takia i was gonna choose this movie i, I know not. so one way I mean, or another you, we were watching this
2: how oh, that you and i thought wait a minute. you and i thought it was, I, I think you and i thought it was the same thought of it maybe something very interesting basically that could have credits me and like, look really Really hot, really cool. Uh, like
3: the, the previews I had uh, seen, I was like, Yeah, was me too. Interesting and twisted. And
2: me too. Dude, me too. Uh, and I didn't feel
1: that way.
3: I felt like <laughs> wah wah. <laughs> so, so Shelly, going?
1: All right. Fahad, two. Eric, four. Takia, 3.5. Shelly, 2.75. And Ruth, 2.5.
3: Okay. Uh, we have <laughs> an average of uh, 2.95.
0: Oh, all right. Numbers all across the board here. I'm a little surprised at that. It's under, just under three, but it was nominated for Best Picture. That's a little... Yeah, it was I nominated
1: know. for Best Picture.
0: Yes. Hmm. Um. Yeah. What I
3: did... No. Nah. What I did find interesting about this movie, because after I watched it and felt the way that I felt about it, I was like, how can I be so off from what I've heard about it, the critical acclaim, and, and everything? So I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, and it was ninety-one percent, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!"
2: That's why. Clicked, that's why I chose it too. I, but, but then that, I
3: clicked, But then I clicked on it, and it's seventy-four percent audience score. So uh, audiences also were not generally as into this movie as critics were, which yeah. goes back to my whole split of as a movie from a filming kind of acting perspective, yeah. But as a enjoyable movie, not quite as I wouldn't uh, say enjoyable, no. So I let my rating. Is
1: in. that the last thirty minutes were enjoyable? Yeah,
2: like it was interesting. And so
1: why right. couldn't they have done that for the whole? Right,
0: that's exactly how I felt. Like just a, just a counterpoint, I did enjoy the whole movie. I, I but I do oh. agree that it should have been shorter. That they could have tightened well, it. Yeah.
3: yeah, and I think it's also what what we consider enjoy, right? Like Eric, you said you enjoyed it from the because you were kind of mesmerized by Cape Blanchett. And the music and all of that, and that brought you the enjoyment. Whereas for me, it was the story and the stuff they were talking about that I didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I focused more on, I focus more on the negative. You focused on the positive, which is <laughs> way out of our characters. But
0: really, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I mean, you, you can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like I probably watch more of this type of movie probably than than you guys do. Um, so I'm used to it, and I have an appreciation for it. These, you know, a lot of these types of movies. It's a slow character study.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not much
3: of an intellectual palette. Very, very movie. slow
0: character. Very, study. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and you know, I was thinking <laughs> originally. The word for for slow in in uh, conducting speeches? Uh, cr- wait, not crescendo. Um, I was like adagio. No. <laughs> The <laughs> so, study does
4: not always win the
0: race. Well, it would have been a funny joke <laughs> if I remembered what the damn Italian word was, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> so I'm a little surprised that this uh, this is. Uh, I think usually when we hear the average for one of our movies, I'm like, okay, that that kind of lines up. This is a little lower than I would have thought we would have come out, but and mm-hmm. it really comes down to <laughs> it's, it's
3: a hall. little higher
0: than I thought it was going to come out
3: to.
2: Eric, oh,
3: like- the average up though. Yeah, it, it it came out higher because like hearing like from you, Tiki, especially that. You weren't quite following it as much. Um, a then, confused. And yeah. then, yeah, and hearing, like, some of the other folks and stuff, I thought it was actually going to be lower than a 2.95. Yeah. Um, I was going to give it higher because I kept on thinking, well, that last half hour was really good. The acting was good. But then I was like, I, I lost two hours of my life last night. <laughs> a few off. nights ago. Well, uh, uh...
0: Is this your lowest rating ever, Fahad? It, it might be. It might just be. Did you uh, have a? Did you have the same rating though for *Tromeo and Juliet*? No, I think
3: I might have given that a two point two five. Hey,
0: shut,
1: shut <laughs> up! Because
3: <Really? laughs> <laughs> was, it
4: wasn't
1: two and a half hours long. It's oh, true, okay. True.
4: <laughs> wow. I'm <went> *Upside Down*. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think the length of this movie is
4: is. That so, really, I
3: think, got me as well me as too. the and, I
4: couldn't. Yeah, it was way too long. Um, I will it's, say. <laughs>
3: after about an hour and a half i was like okay we're I, the movie's almost over i'm fine it'll be then i pressed pause i was like i'm not even going through and i was
0: like oh my gosh that was the donnie brasco moment right <laughs> Donnie Brasco didn't feel as long as this. But we but we both did the same thing on Donnie Brasco. But we did. Um, but was always... it was almost over, and yeah. we have a whole hour
3: left. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Donnie Brasco, we were like, how are they going to wrap everything up and how little time is left?
2: Yeah.
3: Um. So I'm looking at what my lowest scored movie was, and my lowest scored movie is now going to be Tar. Before that, it was Tromeo and Juliet. <laughs> 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 You know what? As sad as it sounds, I stand by that. (laughs) (laughs) As Um, a movie movie,
0: Tromeo is more fun.
3: As a movie, I'm able to get through Tromeo and Juliet in an hour and a half. (laughs) It goes. And I'm understanding what's going on. Like, okay. And there are scenes that are shocking throughout. So it's like, oh, I, I sorry, two hours and then just that. High. I, I I I know it's crazy that I rated Trove and Juliet higher. It's pretty but, crazy. That is crazy. But <laughs> hold on though, because I almost gave I a zero. I, I can't be the only one. Um, no, I'm the only one. Okay. Yeah. What did
1: I rate? What did I rate? Tromium? two point five. You know, you rated it a two. Oh, okay, so you're still in the same range.
3: Trove and Juliet for you are still in the same range. Yeah, <laughs> gave it a one point five. So. Oh okay. at least it got one, one bit higher. Eric, okay. you rated this just 0. 0.5 higher than what you rated Tromeo and Juliet.
0: I stand by that. Takia,
3: you rated this quite a bit higher because Tromeo and Juliet, you gave a one. I
2: will almost give it a zero. <laughs> 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 <I'm>
3: sorry. <laughs> uh, this is here. I'm gonna summarize my point of view as because I know it sounds crazy to everybody, but if I had to watch one of these two movies again. I would choose Romeo and Juliet
0: to watch. I'm with it.
4: you. I'm with you also. I, <laughs> I, I know
0: it's like a would a, a Pyrrhic victory, not a Pyrrhic victory, but so, but I'm like yes, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> By the sure. way,
2: Tar's yeah. yeah if cool.
0: Romeo and Juliet were
1: on, I would on TV. I were flipping through. <laughs> it's like know, like the old days. Too. Yeah, and I don't do that anymore. But it's like I've I offered,
0: offered it for <laughs> dinner. <laughs> And I said, Would you rather have shit for dinner or me set fire to you? And you said, Well, I'll have the shit for dinner. And I'm like, Okay, great. My cooking's good. <laughs> uh, I'll take it, though. I'll pretend that is a vindication. No, it, it, it is. <laughs> you know,
3: Midnight I Run was tar- our second lowest movie at 2.8. I would probably watch Midnight Run before I watched Tar. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, it, tar it was just. Tar so watch, I would watch Midnight Run before that, too. i should you I'll say "tar" spelled backwards is "rat." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love the how she, they showed her early on taking the name, I like that, and doing yeah. at risk, and then later she finds out Francesca was doing it with her name, saying yep. "rat." I like that. That's and maybe that's why her last name is "tar," so that the script could have that moment where her name one rat. moment
1: <laughs> "rat," but we'll add an accent over the egg. Just. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> "rat." Okay. All right, I want to hear what's next and last for this season,
3: right? Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited to hear what's next, too. From yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so for our next movie, it's gonna be kind of interesting. Um, it has a few different ties to what we were actually talking about today. It's a movie that deals with music. Um, and it stars Meryl Streep, who Takia just recast in. Um,
1: car you might
3: than two and two hours eight minutes long it is one hour 51 minutes long right. hallelujah i yes. got us under two hours
4: <laughs> Yay. Um, i think i know what movie
3: it is. i think you know this movie is what it Bad is I've talked about it i've talked about it a few times i've been wanting to watch it i've been wanting us all to watch it i was kind of worried it might be a little too close in the realm of mrs
0: harris goes to paris (laughs) and it's another musical biopic that she was in
3: but um yes so the movie that i've selected for us is florence foster jenkins it stars meryl streep where she's basically a new york socialite who her big dream is being a famous opera singer and people prop her up to become that the problem is she sucks Oh, she, well. she cannot sing so they're all trying to prop her up because she's this big socialite and it's like taking some famous socialite today and making them a pop star but she's And she's
1: also really cute. sweet
2: so
3: it's like
1: well yeah
3: so um it starts um it stars Meryl Streep and uh Hugh Grant as well
2: oh I like, love Hugh Grant that's my yeah. 90s crush
3: um and you can watch this on Paramount Plus I don't oh. have
4: that <laughs> I do Now, Fahad,
0: what I thought you were going to announce was music of my heart. Oh, no. And then I was going to like, oh, then when we do the recording, I I can tell the story about how Madonna was actually supposed to play the lead. And she, in fact, took violin lessons so she could play on camera. But then because of creative differences, Madonna left and Meryl Streep took her place.
3: Oh, no, I don't have much interest in watching that. This this has
0: this is a comedy drama.
3: It's like a dramedy. Um, I thought
2: you were about to say La La Land for some reason.
3: No, no interest in seeing that either. <laughs> no huh? So I hope everybody enjoys it. I kind of find it a nice little bookend for my trilogy of movies. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris is one end. Florence Foster Jenkins is the other end. I forgot what I chose in the middle. Yeah, what but... was it? <laughs> what... It was Hush, right? Oh, Hush,
4: yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, it has cause... nothing to do with those two bookends. That's, but...
0: that's the lack of music. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. So yeah so that's my pick
0: all, all right. right and where did you yeah. say
1: you
3: paramount, paramount plus. plus
1: all right yeah. cool, cool. watch that shit on the pp <laughs> <laughs> i
3: was like what
2: i declare this episode of old fogies and films concluded thanks for joining us you can find us on facebook and find our list on letterboxd don't forget to leave a comment or review everyone say ta-ta ta-ta <laughs> Steak tartare.
4: Yeah. That's what I'm
0: going
2: to say goodbye
3: as and right from now on. it's supposed
0: to be like Tata, but. Tata. Tata. ta-ta. ta-ta. Oh, ta-ta.
4: Is it tatas. No. Say ta-tas. there's something for everybody. <laughs>